Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pashurbis and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Marios Hajigiriakos. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Marius, let's begin over in the U.S. This week, Fed Chairman Powell signaled that a 75 basis point rate increase is off the table for now, which was a softer message than markets feared. On Wednesday, we'll get inflation data for April. What can we expect from this CPI print and how might it impact the dollar? Hello, Maria. It's definitely going to be a very interesting CPI print. So here's what the market expects. The market expect the forecast is for a very low monthly CPI print. So it would seem like inflation has peaked or that this is the peak in inflation. Not really because inflationary pressures have cooled down per se, but because this is when uh, base effects start to kick in. So this is when inflation started to accelerate last year. So as we come uh, you know, into April this year, those very strong parents, uh, those very hot parents start to drop out of the 12-month CPI calculation and that sort of mechanically starts to push down on the CPI rate. Inflation is still really strong across the US economy, but we might start seeing the yearly CPI rate uh, decline a little bit. Now that would be good news for stock markets, other things equal, and perhaps slightly bad news for the dollar. So here's what we learned this week. Um, the Fed tried to, tried to play it slow. So what Chairman Powell said was, we're going to do a few, uh, you know, including today, after today rather, we're going to do a couple more half point rate increases. And after that, we'll reassess and see what happens. Now the market was priced for a much, uh, much, more hawkish outcome, let's say. So the market was flirting with the prospect of maybe we'll see 75 basis points rate increases at some point instead of 50. Now Powell shut that down. He said something like, uh, we're not really actively considering 75 basis points. And this was, uh, you know, the message was not as hawkish as the market expected. So we saw the dollar take a hit initially, stock markets rallied, but then everything turned around. Uh, the dollar came back swinging, stock markets got demolished. And here's the funny part. The probability for a, for a 75 basis points rate increase at the next meeting in June, which Powell effectively shut down, is currently at 80%. So the market is simply saying you know, the Fed will be forced to act more aggressively. And if it doesn't, that's going to be a policy mistake. So what does all of this imply for the dollar? Well, if we start seeing signs that inflation is cooling off, that would be negative news for the dollar. However, I don't think this derails the uptrend. So the dollar got here with a, on a combination of rising US interest rates, a risk aversion in the markets, and every other major economy in the world being very, very weak. Europe and China are in worse shape than America. So even if the Fed is not as aggressive moving forward because inflation is finally starting to peak, that doesn't mean the dollar uptrend gets derailed. For the dollar to really stage a trend reversal, we need to see 
other major economies start improving. The outlook for economic growth in Europe and in China to start improving. And that is not something we are seeing right now. So perhaps the dollar takes a step back, but I would argue that the overall uptrend is still in force. Okay, moving over to China now. COVID lockdowns across the country have significantly reduced business activity over the last two months. On Monday, we'll get data from April for exports and imports, and on Wednesday, the inflation numbers. What are we expecting from this data, and how might it affect markets? Well, the data is probably going to be relatively weak. Most of the country is still in lockdown, and what we have seen lately is that just the, the overall economy, the Chinese economy, is losing a lot of steam. Who knows, they, it might even have a negative quarter, um, this quarter, given all of the lockdowns. Now, what does that mean for the markets? Uh, the most exposed currencies to this are the, the commodity dollars, specifically the Australian dollar and the New Zealand dollar. And so let's take the Australian dollar as an example. Australia's whole business model as an economy is sending commodities to China, exporting commodities to China. If China is suddenly not importing as much, that's bad news for Australian growth. Now, Taking a look at what the market expects from the Reserve Bank of Australia this year, it expects uh, another, well, let's say more than 10 rate hikes, 11 at this point, uh, so quarter point rate hikes. The market expects as much from the Reserve Bank of Australia as it does from the Fed. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I don't think Australian policymakers will have that luxury considering how badly China is doing. Therefore, I would keep a very close eye on these numbers. If we continue seeing disappointment, uh, yeah, that would probably be uh, negative news for, for the Australian dollar, for the New Zealand dollar. And finally, taking a look at the UK, we'll get the GDP print for March on Thursday. Is this data likely to impact the pound? Not really. So the British pound doesn't really react to economic data anymore. We saw the pound sinking very dramatically this week. It actually touched a two-year low against the US dollar after the Bank of England. So what the Bank of England did was, yes, they raised interest rates, but at the same time, uh, you know, two policymakers, or three rather, voted for a bigger rate increase, but two other policymakers voted to pause the rate hike cycle. So it was a split affair, and the message to the markets was the Bank of England might take a pause, might pause its tightening cycle over the summer. They are really worried about economic growth slowing down, and they are placing more emphasis on avoiding a recession rather than fighting inflation with higher interest rates. So well, that was really bad news for the pound. The other sort of piece of bad news was stock markets. Stock markets fell, you know, Lots of volatility in stock markets is uh, is negative for the British pound, really, uh, because the British pound is very sensitive to global risk sentiment. So, I would argue that the fate of the British pound moving forward is more likely to be tied to uh, you know how stock markets perform, but perhaps more importantly, how much volatility there is in stock markets. Marius, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com for this weekly outlook. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.